0: Listen yeah. Actually, Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Someone told me that it put them to sleep. You don't know. I don't know. If it's therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> <It's terrible. laughs> oh,
1: but but that's that's what we're going for. It's the easy. Listen. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome along to another episode of Unplayable. This is Con, i joined by Dave, Joe and Cooper. So we're going to start today's podcast on the seventh hole in Wicklow Golf Club. For anyone listening that doesn't know, the seventh in Wicklow's beautiful uphill part three ride on the cliffs. It's a spectacular part of the golf course. And I would say this with only a touch of exaggeration, it's the Wicklow equivalent of the seventh hole at Pebble Beach, but uphill instead of downhill. Picture a serene Sunday morning. You're playing your Sunday comp with your mates, and your name is Dave O'Connor.
0: Dave, take it from here. I can't. I can't believe you put me on the spot with this one straight up. <laughs> <off. laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we are on. We are on the very picturesque uh, seventh hole in Wicklow Golf Club. It is an uphill par three, as Connor has rightly said. Um, we're on the elevated tee box with the Glen Beach to our right. We've got a two-tier green um, 140 yards to the flag in front right. And um, yours truly is standing there with nine iron and pitching wedge in hand, trying to decide what to do. Um, yours truly is also incredibly hungover and is <laughs> five or six over par for his first six holes. <laughs> the talk already started of will we just Pack it in after nine, and go in and watch United and Arsenal, and have a few pints. Um, the famous last words are, "Right, we'll see what happens with this nine. We'll see how it goes." Uh well struck nine iron up to the top of the top of the bank, bit of side spin down the fringe, rolls left to right down the green, and the rest is history. The ball disappears for my first ever hole in one. So yeah obviously a very unexpected but very uh, welcome treat on a sunday afternoon um nice to be there with uh, a few of the lads as well uh, bubbles Niall, arles and aubrey o'neill for any any of the listeners who might know those lads were were there in tow and they gave me the the full shane larry's treatment when the ball went in <laughs> <laughs> the roar the roar echoed around uh, the wicklow golf course on uh, on sunday lunchtime so yeah that was uh, a very 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 enjoyable experience to be fair
2: was there a was there a bit of a bar tab afterwards?
0: There was a huge bar tab afterwards. Yes, there was. Oh, yes. There was a, a, a lot a lot of pints drank on Sunday evening. Happy days, happy days. So, what was
1: the exact celebration? It
0: was. On the it's, it's, it's it's kind of hard to remember, to be honest. But it was basically the last thing I remember was about five foot out. One of the lads said, "Disappear, disappear," and then it just disappeared. And then no apparently, way. apparently, I just stood there with my two arms in the air. Showed yes. And the three lads the three the three la, lads jumped on top of me and uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of group hug, hugging and man love and high fives. So Larry Larry on seventeen and sawgrass, I can see it
2: now. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's um, yes, They gave me the full they give me the full Larry treatment.
1: Class. And have you come close before?
0: I'm sure you have. Oh, I've come close, yeah. I mean I've I've actually come close to that exact flag playing the same shot, but the Possibly the most remarkable thing about the whole thing was one of the lads in Iowa with the with the very next shot, basically missed by a couple of inches, hitting the exact same, the exact same shot. There was there was four ladies up on the eleven tee box that were watching down and, and saw saw my hole in one and then watched his shot, and they said that he was literally a couple of inches away from from following me in the very next shot. So we were looking it up. We had apparently the odds of the hole in one for an average golfer such as myself are about twelve and a half thousand to one. But like the odds for it to happen back to back in the same group are, are in the the millions. Like so, um, insane. That would have It's been... a hole in
1: one pin. It was in one pin. Like it's it's the
0: exact it's the exact shot you'd play to that pin. You'd play you played into the you played into the top the top of the top tier and let it spin back down towards it. Yeah, con you have one there? Do
2: you?
1: I've actually had two there, but I didn't want oh. let... it. Still there, still next, but what?
0: A, what, a, what? No, what, no, what, what the about <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, I, so the, it's a two tier green. I've had one on each tier.
0: The, okay. the first no, one no. I had,
1: that, yeah, yeah. First one I had was flag was up the top, and I hit an absolutely shocking shot I was playing with my dad. Uh, and ball bounced off the bank on the left and ran across and smacked into the pin and went in. And that was class and then the other one i didn't see it go in. it was on the bottom tier as well i and i was playing in a match and um just walked up i hit a sh- shot as you say where you kind of aim it left of the flag and it funnels back down and then i i walked up and i turned to my playing partner and I said sorry mate <laughs> i i think i went off here <laughs> so that was good uh, and then I had I had one more in the seventeenth, and I had like three in the space of a year when I was like sixteen or something. But I haven't had any before since. Joe, have you you have had one, Joe? Haven't you?
3: No, still still without one. A couple of close calls, but yeah, still still without one. At, I think Co- Cooper's got had one.
2: Other. I I had one practicing on the second and C point, so it doesn't count. So. Uh, were you playing by yourself? I was playing with my little sister at the time. So that okay. sounds like so uh, one of those stories where I met someone on holidays So uh, <laughs> I promise it did happen. Little eight iron baby draw, but uh, yeah, no bar tab afterwards, which is the the the, the main the main uh, the main event really after after celebrating on the tea with the lads. I I was only like sixteen or something when I had mine, and the bar tab was open. So I I don't
1: think I don't think I was actually even allowed to buy the drinks tell, tell me what's that all like in the clubhouse Dave is there a bell that rings or what <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no like you, you, ba- you basically you basically go in and like you you tell shopper the bar manager that you, you've had a hole in one and he he opens the tab for you. it's 250 quid it all has to be drank at the one sitting you don't have you don't actually have to use it the, the day you have the hole in one but it does have to be used up in the one sitting so um obviously I was Got to do nothing else other than drink it. Something. <laughs> yeah. no, it's it's,
2: it's covered by, by insurance. Like you get a watch now as well, Dave. I think you have to. Direct.
0: They act. They actually. Uh, they actually discontinued the watches in July. I actually looked it up today. Oh, stop. <laughs>
2: oh,
0: no. Hugo Hugo Boss ended their ten-year partnership with the Hole in One Club in, in July. Oh so God. I, God. I have to say, I would have been I would have been more disappointed if if uh, if the had ended their. Their uh, association with holding ones and, and bar tabs or cancelled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what do you get? There's no. You get like a watch. little. I'm you, sure it's been
0: replaced. You get a little plaque and stuff from the club, and then there's a few things you can apply for online. I think you get like a glove and a marker and stuff. Um, so I suppose it's kind of like little things to to market But obviously the golf ball was retired um, instantly. There was a there was a new uh, there was a new pro teed up on the AT for sure. Um, but of course of course golf. of course golf would have to immediately get you back because I had a had about a fifteen footer for power on the eight and it uh, hit the flag and, and lipped out. So obviously golf was straight away like don't even don't even think about it well.
1: <laughs> so you keep the
0: flag in when you put, do you? I generally generally don't when I'm trying to hold them. Um but I was more expecting to just kinda of lag that up because down the hill with a good bit of break. But if I was mm. if I if I'm putting from like generally inside 15 foot, I would have it out Yeah. Mm.
1: Mm. What about you boys, do you flag in or out? I got used to it over COVID, like
3: as in kind of found it, you, at the start I found it uncomfortable, but then I actually didn't mind it. And then when it, the real changed back when you're allowed, I kind of left it for a round or two, but then ever since that, I've had it out. The eyesight yeah. obviously yeah, doesn't allow it out from a, yeah, out from certain regions. Um, yeah, yeah. When I can, when I can see the hole, I'll
1: uh, I'll take it out.
2: No, I'd have it, I'd have it out even for pitching from off the green. I can't stand it in.
1: Yeah. That's confidence.
2: That's it's not confidence. It's it's the. <laughs> it, it's actually the opposite. It's me. It's the fear of it fucking hitting it and bouncing off. Um, no, I just always even for a long puts. When people used to attend it before COVID, I used to love that. Just knowing that, mm. deal, and then when I put it, it's going to be out by the time the ball reaches the hole. But yeah, now I just say take it out.
0: McGowan, when you're yeah. when you're putting from when you're putting from fifty yards off the green, do you take it in? You <laughs> it out you it? Yeah, I
1: take it out all the way. <laughs> My chipping's much improved. For anyone that doesn't know, I'm, I'm a man who's suffered from yips both chipping and putting. Um but with with the with the putting, I'm definitely take the flag. <laughs> definitely take the flag out. Uh, Golf Digest did some sort of study when the rule changed and their conclusion was that on 99% of puts you're better off taking it out the flag is a hindrance to you so
2: yeah leave it in to found some sort of equation in this fucking parallel universe that it made sense to leave it in <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. it's been really debuff now that's mm. just being a fucking scientist are trying to trying to be um I guess trying to get millimetres percentage advantage over people but yeah it's I'm pretty sure it doesn't make a difference but like if it's it actually depends on the pins as well like in point, it's very thin pins Um, and it's very thick like if it's windy and you're pulling into the wind if the flag is kind of bouncing towards you could keep it out like it's totally depends on the boat and how you feel about when it's in like yeah the
0: the flag the flags in Miklo are like goalkeepers to be honest like typically that's what I mean like typically (laughs) I wouldn't I wouldn't leave it in for a but I was expecting to hold as I wasn't expecting to actually hold that but I should be told I hit it too hard. That's why it stayed out. So <laughs> we uh,
1: I, I'm sure people don't care all that much about our own personal golf, so I suppose we should talk about the real golf in the world. Last week well Dave, you said that basically last week was a week off and that's that's how you, you, you treated it from a viewing perspective because of a certain event that was on at Boston, but we won't start there. Will there? There was a couple of other events that we definitely worth talking about first. So, um, Cooper, pretty, pretty cool event in Denmark, lacking in names definitely. But when I say cool, I, I picture that uphill part three where that player proposed to his uh, his missus a few years ago. Um big win for Ollie Wilson in fairness to him.
2: Yeah, and a really emotional interview afterwards. Um, I think it had been about seven years. Since he'd won his last tournament, um, and I don't think he had a top ten in the last two years, so it was kind of out of nowhere. Um, but like he, he back when some of the, the 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 golfers that we'll probably talk about in the later on in the pod, um, back when they were in their prime, um, uh, Ollie Wilson was a really a really great player. Um, but no, it was it was it was it was a serious way to cap it off. Uh, Joe's best mate um who he carried for in the US am uh, was mm-hmm. going really well. um talk I'll let you talk with him Joe um but no like he I think he was uh, uh Ferguson was at 20 um mm. on 17 and he had a birdie putt from about 20 feet to go two shots clear of the field and he just missed it and I think that was his wasn't his tournament over but that really would have kind of uh at least come into a playoff. But uh Wilson then on 16-17 held these absolute rakers. Um I think one was a 65 foot putt, the second 65 foot foot putt of the mm-hmm. week. So like he just had had Lady Luck on the side and um his driver off the deck on 18 to finish it off was uh, it's definitely on Twitter somewhere, it was a thing of beauty. Um and yeah, just a really clutch finish and a really emotional interview afterwards. So it was uh, yeah, it was great to see
0: yeah you would only You're his a
3: second bo- win wasn't it on on tour second which is kind of surprising like because he was a rider copper in 2008 wasn't it under faldo yeah
1: yeah his previous win i think was the dunhill so yes. and that was eight years ago i remember it was it was uh i think he was equally emotional with that i think he had gone through something similar that you just described Cooper, where he hadn't done anything like no top tens nothing and then suddenly wins and then Obviously, been in the doldrums the last while. Since since that, he, yeah, he, he made that Ryder Cup team in Valhalla, two thousand and eight. I remember that. But um, fair play to him. But yeah, Joe, your boy ran him close.
3: Yeah, he's making it very hard not to bring him up, isn't he? He's uh, <laughs> he is. <laughs> he's just uh, <laughs> he's getting his name out there. No, he's um, what an incredible season. Like, I mean, it was a good season when he got the win earlier in the year, but. He's, you know, finishing off so strongly. obviously won a couple of weeks ago, second last weekend. Um, I think he did 12th at, at one of the many Kazoo Opens that were on um, the week before that, um, the, the win. So, no, he's he's in fantastic form. I think he's 11th on the Race to boy for the season. Picked up a check last week for 330,000 yeah. or something. So, for one of the, you know, so-called lesser tournaments, it's still you know big big numbers there and uh yeah i had a you know we'll, we'll talk about it this weekend later on but had a look at you know what his odds are and he's definitely a man to to watch out for um mm-hmm. i think uncharted territory from you know uncharted water from going into this weekend going you know with such a big field and uh and uh, with a bit of expectation as well but no it's it's yeah he's in fantastic form and i think all these this talk of these team events that are coming up, you know, over the next year or two, and um, I think Ewan will definitely have something to say
1: for 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 the Europeans and I completely agree. Actually, I think that he's going to be in the mix for a Ryder Cup. Um Dave, D- uh, Paul dunn made the cut, but <clears throat> I was looking at a few of these Irish lads. the The Irish guys that are on tour have this kind of big split. Like you've got obviously the top lads like Rory's leading, say that he won the FedEx Cup. He's leading the. Um, race to Dubai and then you've got Seamus Power who's flying high but then you've got this big gulf with the guys that are the we'll say the lesser players on tour like Dunn is 222nd on the on the race to Dubai the kind of outside of like McElroy, Lowry and then Power the next Irish guy is Niall Kearney he's 172nd on tour
0: a few of these boys aren't gonna get their cards for next season yeah no they're absolutely not It's going to be made more difficult by the fact that some of them don't included are not going to be able to make Wentworth this week because of, uh, mm-hmm. because of the likes of the live players coming over to to get away from their families but yeah no, it's 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 disappointing for some of these um some of these lads and it kind of has been the case for a number of years really like i mean don't look like he was going to break through somewhat with that win at the british masters a few years ago obviously he's had his issues with injuries etc but like there used to be kind of more, let's say, mid-tier Irish players on tour that would put their names in contention from week to week, like I think Peter Lowry, Damien McGrain, even McGinley to an extent. I mean, obviously, McGinley scaled the Ryder Cups, but he was never someone who was in contention in majors. He was kind of like a, a second tier player, whereas now with, with Irish golf, it really is kind of feast or famine. I mean, you have the the, un, the unrivaled success of like Lyson McElroy, obviously larry a major winner but it would it is disappointing that some of these lads aren't going to make their, going to get their cards and and like all joking aside about lave we'll probably come to it later but it is kind of i saw on instagram today paul down in in court playing golf with john murphy and james sugrew and like they're lads that you would like to see at wentworth on the european tours flagship event and unfortunately for many reasons, not just live players, to be fair, but in, certainly in the case of Dunne, because of the live players are, are not allowed, or not able to play this week, which is disappointing.
1: Mm. We'll touch on when are coming up, because it's obviously the big talking point of the week. Just wanted to get in briefly. There is a young guy that m- not many people might be aware of coming up on the Challenge Tour. Tom, m- Tom McKibben, he was third last week on the Challenge Tour. He's 13th in the Challenge Tour ranking. He's putting together a nice little start to his career and i think he's he's from the north but keep an eye on him now over the next couple of years speaking of players that have scaled the heights another good week for leona joe tied 10th on the lpj
3: yeah another solid performance uh top 10 uh she started the final day i think she was tied fourth going into it double bogey at the first so a bit of a rocky start but i think she's four under for the for the final seventeen, Um, so that was that was a solid performance uh, after after the start. Um, so yeah, it comes and I was actually interested to see her ranking. She's fifteenth in the world now. She's ahead of players like Danielle Kang, um, and an Orkis, a couple of like big names that you know we we kind of household names in the LPGA. Um, but yeah, Gabby Lopez won shot six, three, in the final day. That was that was impressive. But um, just one thing that I spotted was that. Uh, Lexi Thompson shot a shot a 73, one of the one of the worst rounds from kind of the the kind of higher up on the leaderboard. She was, I think, leading going into the final round and finished tied 16th. But um yeah, kind of she's a mad one. Like she I think her last win was 2019. And she's had she's one major win that was 2014, but she's had so many opportunities. Like I don't know if you remember the uh that one in 2017 where she lost the playoff, but she got a, a four shot penalty uh awarded to her um for something to mark the ball on the green i can't remember the specifics of it mm. but then there was also the women's uh the u.s open then uh, a couple of years ago she was i think she played the last five holes and eight over uh last last eight holes and five over sorry and lost it by one and then earlier in june she threw away i think a three shot lead in the back nine so mental someone that's talented can you know have such an inability to close because like she started so, so promising she was she was really like she was kind of she she's at the same time as Jordan Spieth and you were kind of thinking right these two are gonna you know dominate golf for a few years but um yeah she's I think she's obviously worked on it but I think someone like Bob Bertella could probably do a bit of work with uh Lexi on, on in, in some respects the mental game because she's got the talent She's
1: a fascinating character, isn't she? She, as you said, she burst onto the scene years ago, and you could almost say that that was to her detriment. Like the, the scar tissue that she's probably built up from being on the big stage at the young age she is now. I, 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 can't, I don't know exactly what age she is, but she's not thirty yet, is she? And she's been on the tour for like probably nearly half her life. Um, it, 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 it would remind you of like Michelle Wee. Michelle Wee burst on the scene when she was so young mm. remember she played in a, um, a men's pga tour event when she was maybe what 16 or something and now she's retired like she's not playing professional golf like mm. introducing i mean it's probably its own conversation elsewhere but introducing talented kids at that age it's probably not great like they're trying to i don't know pushy parents trying to milk it for all it's worth at a young age but if if you look at leona she's obviously gone the complete other way She went through college, um, took her time. She's world amateur number one for so long and then came onto the LPGA and and now she's slowly just making her way in the game. Huge few weeks for her coming up though. Um, As you say, Joe, I think she's 15th in the world. I think she's 13th in the the season long standings and the season ends now in the next maybe four or five weeks. So um, yeah, huge few weeks coming up for her. um there was another event on last week that we should touch on before we we get to wentworth cooper i i watched dribs and drabs of this live event in boston and then i watched the playoff between johnson lahiri um, and neiman and again I watched the the the, the, the thirty minute highlights on YouTube afterwards. Cooper, I would say that Liv would argue that it was a pretty successful event.
2: Yeah, you're you have just been you've just been gobbled up by the machine. Um, no, it's um yeah, like so as as far as live, if I if I'm organizing Live, um it was it was probably the best possible outcome. Um the, our, our big gun um got into the playoff and ended up winning. Um our new hotshot recruit from Chile um got into the playoff and played some incredible golf all week to be fair. Um our our Indian um kind of uh the, the guy who's gonna bring a billion people into the live kind of uh eco- ecosystem uh got into a playoff as well. You had a hole in one from one of our young hotshots. Like it, it really, it it was about as good as they could possibly hope for, um, in terms of kind of the outcome, um, but I, I think at at the max there was one hundred and fifty thousand people watching it on YouTube, um, so that might have been. I'm not sure when that was. Maybe it probably was the playoff, or maybe later on in the on the back nine, um. But again, they just did a. I know they're Faraday in there now, um David Faraday doing a a slightly better job, um, kind of, I guess, uh, navigating the, the chaos that is in 18 uh, holes worth of golf happening all at once. Um, but you'd no idea what was happening. I remember Westwood had to put to get in the, into the playoffs, and you you, you kind of only realised you had to put for par uh, to get in when the scoreboard came up because the commentators were still talking about the last shot. You would no idea what hole the guys were on, how difficult it was, whether DJ was on a harder hole than Neiman, and it mattered because one was in Index 1 and one was in Index 18. And it was just complete chaos is probably the only word for it. Um, I get the excitement around um, a, a grandstand finish, similar enough to the Canadian Open is probably the best kind of recent example where, you know, Thomas and McElroy, like, were in the last group and shooting it out and like it all really was happening at once. But, yeah, the shotgun started. It, it, it just, as a purist, golf courses weren't designed to be finished on the seventh hole. Um, as a spectator, I've absolutely no idea what's happening. As someone on the ground watching there at Boston, like, where are you meant to go? Um you meant to go to the eighth hole where DJ's going to finish up and hope that he's in the mix and then have to run across to the twelfth because that's where the action's happening? Like, it just sits they they were lucky then that they played the 18th and DJ nearly de-greened the ball. He was lucky the hole was in the way to, to eagle it for the win. Um, but yeah, it, it's just so many things are wrong with it. Um you have Pat Perez up there, he's I I don't think he's had it he might have had one top 30 so far and he's made more money than he's ever made in the PJ tour or made made in a year within like four or five events. Up celebrating with champagne, Um, like it's just I yeah, it's there's just no kind of culture is the wrong word, but like there's no there's no depth to these wins. Like DJ wins four million quid, don't give a shit. Like he won live Boston. Like maybe if it's here in twenty years' time, there might be some substance to a win like this. But at the moment, it's it just feels very shallow. Um, And the absolute worst bit of propaganda read this line or read the script uh was walking neiman when he said um what exactly did he say that was that was the best feeling i've ever had in the golf course this lad who's won the genesis and he's out there saying getting into a playoff and a live event was the best feeling i've had in the golf course so that summed it all up for me Mm. yeah i agree that there's the the in the propaganda
1: element there with Wacky and I definitely agree that the fact that they're finishing on different holes, like Dave you probably would have been happy to see Lee Westwood had a chance to win and then he, he 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 duffed a wedge and then he ended up having to hole a twenty footer for par so it was I wouldn't be a big fan of, of Lee Westwood to be honest. And it was kind of nice to see that he had a bit of a demise at the end but cooper to your point like on the the depth at the top like you had dj you had the here as you say from from india 1.3 billion people you had the biggest star from south america in wacky neiman and just behind them joe you had cam smith and then you had the us with one shot back like that's that's if if that was pga tour event you would have said that was a pretty good group of players to have a friend top of the leaderboard
3: yeah definitely I'd, I'd you know agree with cooper in that respect I'd also agree with a lot of what he said about the uh the quality of what you're watching um as a as a golf fan um i tuned in for the playoff cause yeah it was i i realized it, it was it was going to play off i was like oh, I'll, I'll i'll take a look i suppose i would give another positive um kind of feedback from it as well the fact you can hear most of the dialogue between the players and the caddies is is really good really interesting i know neiman had that bunker shot on 18 for his for his third shot and you couldn't quite grasp how difficult it was uh, until he he was kind of talking it through with the caddy and i think that's you know another side of uh, a golf that they can definitely add to you know you you think back of when you when you hear speed talking with michael greller um how insightful that is. Now I know that's, you know, speaking Jordan mm. speed. I, I think if you have, if you have Rory Sabatini talking to his caddy, it might be a different story, but um, I think that was a positive, but the the thing, like, whatever about the golf the thing that turns me off as well is the the commentators, they're clearly all told to drive the, you know, appeal of this, how good the atmosphere is, how how cool an experience it is, Arlo White and even David Faraday is, you know, he's kind of, um, uh, sunk down to that level now i think and they're just all told to build it up as much as possible and it was funny westwood was interviewed after uh you know he had that shocker into the into the into his final hole. sorry um and i think the on course commentator was like oh how proud are you your team because they had a podium finish or something something like that um and westwood couldn't even he couldn't even like you know bring himself to to like fake it he was that disappointed and i thought that was like very telling you know he he was so annoyed that he couldn't you know read from the script and um, as much as the on course commentator wanted to uh wanted to push it so no it was it was hard to watch to be honest it was they had it had a couple of small positives but yeah definitely wouldn't make will, anyone to go back
2: i will say that that the one kind of redeeming quality that live has is they have microphones in the holes and when the balls are putted in the holes the sound is absolutely glorious that's one thing mm. pgh4 can take um i actually don't like that
0: i hate that
2: yeah i don't like it yeah I, I, for, yeah
1: on I split. I, I do like that i'm I'm a cooper i like that
2: well like, I'm i, was, not, I, was, I'm, I still. Side now. I'm not uh uh joining con and live camp here i just really <laughs> like D- dave two highlights of the week you had shorts allowed,
1: and you had Greg Norman doing a skydive on the Saturday to land in and uh, kick kick things off. <laughs> how much did you love that? <laughs> Look, it, it, it's just... Careful what you say here.
0: It's just... Um, it's just how many different ways can we think, how much can we throw the wall that will become relevant? I mean, it's utter nonsense. It's not... I, I I don't even want to, I don't even really want to get into it to be honest, but I suppose it is a podcast, so I probably should just talk about it a little bit. But like I, I agree with everything that that Cooper and Joe said. I mean, at the end of the day, it means nothing. Literally means nothing. I mean, the depth of field means nothing. Like, Dustin Johnson, Neiman and Lahiri were in a playoff. So what? Like the NBA All Star Game happens every year. It's an exhibition. Like it's a great field. It's the ten best basketball players in the NBA. Brilliant means nothing. It's just it's all money. It's it's destroying it's destroying golf. It's creating such a rift in the game. Instead of like it's, instead of Paul dunn who is the, out there fighting for his golfing career, instead of him being able to go and play in the flagship event on the European Tour, remember, he's down in Cork, as we said, playing golf knocking around with with James Murphy and, and, and sorry John Murphy and, and James Sugu, two up and coming Irish golfers who should be there to should be there too because these lads are are over there basically taking up spots they wouldn't ordinarily take. I mean it's so it's so shallow. It's so nothing. Like I can't I can't even pretend that Justin Johnson win the playoff with an Eagle. It, it, like, I can't pretend that I care. I just don't
1: I think that is a good segue into what we really should be talking about is the biggest event in the european tour or dp world tour schedule days but um as you say it's it's being overshadowed i think 18 live players are allowed to play in it due to the court ruling in in july that allows them in but um maybe talk for a sec on sorry Sorry, I was just saying like
0: which to be fair, like 18 live golfers are, are gonna be there to be, Like you can split them yeah. into two camps pretty easily. Like, you know, I'm I'm no fan of Polter Westwood Garcia, but to be fair, these lads have played on the European Tour their their whole lives. Like, I mean, they're you know, they're obnoxious hypocrites, but like they, they have earned their right to play on the European tour in the absence of a court ruling. And I think Shane Larry was making this point in, in yeah. an interview on Sky earlier today, like he didn't, he didn't name names, but he was clear. He was talking about the likes of Poulter and Westwood in, in one bracket and then the likes of um, Abraham Answer, Taylor Gooch and and some of these lads who have literally never shown up to play a European Tour event in their lives. The only reason they're here is because they're in the top 60 in the world. So they get uh, an exemption in this event. These are the kind of guys who basically, you know, came out and said, Patrick Reed would be another one, like, one of the reasons we're joining live is to you know play less golf spend more time with our families and here they are like basically blocking the the right of some of these other you know european tour players who've been out there slogging all all year like john ram mentioned um uh, one of the spaniards whose name escapes me yeah. at the moment yeah. He's, he's,
2: Alfredo, Alfredo Garcia. yeah
0: yeah who, who's played 23 times in the dp world tour this year and he can't play in wentford this week because of the likes of answer um, which is just so wrong in my opinion but there is like I think it is important to just say that there are two kind of brackets of these live guys just,
1: uh, mm. uh, yeah Joe I'd say it's nuanced as they said it's kind of you can split these live players into two camps you've got the argument would be that Lee Westwood Ian Polter, Gray McDowell have done their time on the European tour they've almost well earned their place to be here and to to play in the, the biggest event. Whereas you've got Sir Taylor Gooch, who have never played a DP World Tour event, and they're only rocking up to Wentworth this week because they're allowed to, they're not allowed to play on the PGA Tour, and that they've got world-ranking points on offer for them.
3: Exactly, yeah, and uh, yet what Dave said there about the, you know, what they were, when they came out for their first interviews after signing for Live. the whole thing was we'll play less golf, you know, that we'll spend more time with the families. I just thought that, you know, that just, screams at you straight away that's fake like you know along with so much else you know that they've they've said but de- no definitely i think you know poulter westwood garcia the likes of them to be fair you know Ryder cup stalwarts Deep world tour stalwarts like you know westwood's been on the in the european scene since the mid 90s you know he's been and he's been you know an attraction to bring people to the game since then you have to give him that credit um for that but then yeah, answer and and Gucci and like uh, Billy Horschel was even more I think uh, offensive by saying the Americans that are playing here when referring to answer, you know, an, a Mexican guy, obviously. So, mm. um, so that was salt in the wound for him. But um, I I think yeah, there's and there's also sorry, there's also another camp of guys like there's I don't know if you heard, um, Pablo Larathral had a um an interview there during the week, and he went for one live event at the start, but he didn't sign a contract or. He wasn't given a signing on fee. He he was just able to play in the in the tournament for the you know for the purse that was on offer um, at um, the Centurion Club for their for their first event. But then he did it played one and left. And I think he received a two weeks of suspension from the Deep World Tour and missed the Scottish Open. Like obviously now I think prize fund world ranking points the biggest event on tour. So for a guy that's played four hundred European Tour events. That was probably an extreme uh, sanction for him, um, and you've got you've got a couple other guys. I I, I can kind of think of the guy who won the um, US amateur, the American guy. Um, he you know been kicked off the live sort of scene. Um, so you've got yeah, you've got different severities. I think here um, it's definitely not a one size fits all. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, given the comments from the players, I know we've had we've had a bit of a taste of uh, what's to come already with uh, with Poulter and uh, and Borchel today. Um, it'll be interesting to see if there's anything else. I, I I don't know. Like I think once golf starts, once the first tee shots are hit tomorrow, you know these lads will forget about it if they're professionals. But it will be interesting to see. You know if there is a guy in the mix come Sunday who who's playing for Live, what the reception will be. Um, and I think that'll be you know telling for going forward how these guys are going to be received.
2: Yeah, Matt had a had a, a point there today. Well, sorry, he was just in a press conference and he um he was asked what if um you're in the final group with a live player on Sunday. And he kind of shrugged it off. I'm a professional, I'm here to win a tournament. He's like they won't last more than 54 holes anyway. So <laughs> his, own, his own way of trying to jabbing at them. Um, but no, to, to today's point, um with the, the guys missing out this week who who deserve to be there and are like not not just deserve to be there, like if you're if you're borderline making it into a European tour event, it means you're on the breadline. And uh, it's disgusting that these guys are taking up the spots and have the, the the audacity to 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 come in and think about maybe kind of getting a top 10 and getting some world ranking points to get into the top 50 in the world. When they're literally taking away someone's livelihood and it is it's it's that it's it's it might sound an exaggeration because um they're professional golfers and they have loads of money like they don't if you're in the position some of these lads are in and traveling all over the world going to literally every tournament every week trying to make the cut, funding all of it like it's 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 the first time um i think in the whole live kind of debate where it's not gonna be oh forget about where the money's coming from oh the money's coming from here it doesn't matter or sorry it matters like it's it, it, all of that shit goes out the window now because it, it's actually gone a bit deeper than that now it's 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 now getting very personal for a lot of these players and um, obviously the lawsuits don't help but when you when you really start messing with say Ram as a good example with your man Garcia uh the young Garcia um that gets very personal for Ram and i'd say i wouldn't be surprised if sergio had a word with some of the lads who have never played a european tour about before and and said do you really want to do that Uh, maybe they didn't i i I don't know the relationship they have internally at live but it's 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 getting a bit uh it's getting a bit salty out there now and yeah like the the only positive i can take from it is it's the, this netflix documentary is going to be absolutely unbelievable <laughs> so i just cannot wait for it to come out and i hope they absolutely exaggerate all the the um the the relationship tension like they do in the formula one
0: yeah it's, 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 it's getting very messy and it's got the potential to get messier and messier i would say over over the next few months because these lawsuits aren't going away they're you know there's going to be Gonna be further riffs, um, and like you know, they're they're there for world ranking points, and they're there to be disruptive. Like I'm, I've no doubt that that Greg Norman is absolutely delighted that 17 or 18 live players are, are over at Wentworth at the moment. But, um, what it would tell me though about them is that a lot of them are worried about world ranking points, which means that mm. I would say if you were to read between the lines, Lib's efforts to get their events recognised. Probably isn't going as well as they would like, and um, so I think you're going to see this over the autumn. To be honest, um, with the the DP World Tour events that that do kind of this this time of the year really is you know it actually is about the DP World Tour. I mean, we've spoken about it a lot on the pod before about like you know these events where like there's not really a great field like the. The plethora of kazoo opens, you know, even last week in Denmark, even unfortunately, the the Irish Open. But like, actually, this part of the year, September, October, November, the DP World Tour really does get strong fields. Um, and even going into the new year in January, February, before the PJ Tour kind of kicks off in earnest. And um, so you're going to see this, you're going to see this a lot more over the next few months. And I just think it's going to get really messy. Now, you know, Kubernetes said the, the positive be in the netflix documentary which will hopefully be brilliant but like one of the positives for me that i can see about is that like it'll make these events really really spicy if it's live versus pga versus d like slash dp on a sunday like you know i would watch i would watch wentworth every year anyway but like if on sunday afternoon it's rory mcelroy versus patrick reed going in the back line Like it that would be incredible. So like it will it will add that extra bit of intrigue. Say someone else,
2: can Smith or something.
0: Christ. Well he's there. I mean he's there. I mean maybe he's a bad example because Rory versus Reed would always been very much a good versus evil battle anyway. So let's say Rory versus Taylor Gooch or or someone. Because certainly not Lee Westwood anyway, because I mean poor El Lee's botland 54 whole event. So what chances he have (laughs) (laughs) 72 at Wentworth.
1: Is, is that not the, the golden ticket for the DP World Tour that's been struggling? I mean, the golf world is going to be watching if
0: it's Rory
1: versus one of these live boys. That's going to give them the injection that, that they need on a, on a global stage. Um, Martin keimer went up in my books a little bit. He's decided not to play this week. I think he's probably the only one, Cooper, who
2: of those live boys that isn't going to play. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's the only one now, but definitely he's been like he's doing it for the exact reason he should he knows the graft some of these young lads are going through to get onto this or to get into this event and he doesn't want to take the spot like it's yeah it's very similar to harold warner kind of i guess trying to come out with a good pr after all the shit pr they've gotten from going to live and so how genuine it is i'm not sure but yeah at least at least he's not taking up a spot from one i would I-
0: I would have taken that differently. To be honest, I, like, I kind of thought that was a little bit poor me. I'm not welcome anymore. Like, because Keimer would have been in the bracket of Westwood and Polter, he would have been there anyway. And um, like, he he has, you know, like in a pre-live era, I'm sure he would have been playing at Wentworth this week. Um mm-hmm. so I don't know I think it was a little bit of poor Martin. I'm not I'm not welcome to to go play golf with my friends anymore.
2: I actually like him, so maybe that's why I'm taking. I the- I, I do actually I
0: actually do like Keimer, but I did see his his I did see his statement, and it was like. It was very that was that was my take on it i mean i i would have had um yeah i do like him too i think he's, he's a good lad hey,
2: Cooper, yeah? sorry no joe are you gonna go in london or sorry in Wentworth.
3: um no going away this weekend um flying out uh too late for it uh, apparently uh, i actually had a look for tickets a couple of week, weeks ago you know um i was questioning delaying delaying the flights for the holiday um but it was sold out really really quickly um yeah Yeah. no it is it's always a good one and they kind of huge
1: event yeah Mm -hmm.
3: like we don't know it. like and it actually it's kind of like the augusta to a lesser extent i suppose like when you know the golf holes it makes a golf event more exciting and that 18th hole is phenomenal if there's if there is a tie for Leeds going down 18 um, on the Sunday. It's a brilliant hoax. Obviously it is within range for, for most of the guys. Um, we saw Naron a couple of years ago when he shot what, was it, 62 on the Sunday to win that time. Um, I think he made made an eagle on 18. Uh, so it's doable. And also 17 is a par five as well.
1: Yeah, back to so, back
3: par five. Like, I mean, if someone has a three shot lead with two to play, it's, you know, it's not instrumental. If if the if the right guy is is you know someone with a bit of length,
2: um, yeah, that 18 it's similar enough to a dare actually, um, in terms of the just the, the 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 long approach shot in the par five, just a risk reward. It's, it's actually perfect for an 18. Did you see someone? uh, uh one of the amateurs, Larry was playing with today.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: trying yeah. yeah. to go for it in two. <laughs> and, oh, the yeah. Shank! Absolutely, looking <laughs> hazel rock right, a great ride. Into the car park, with some poor lad's Audi um, front window gone. So Larry, the gentleman that he is, said whoever's car this is, DM me. Come with the imagine, uh, imagine the well, the nerves. First of all, I I I totally the poor fella. But uh, at the same time, it made for it made for a great viral uh, video. I'd say Shane didn't
3: let him live it down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Shane, Dave, if we're actually focusing on the golf this week, he's a man who absolutely loves Wentworth. He's, I think, well, the last three years he's top seventeen in each event. But more impressively, he's come. I think the year Rory won. I think it was twenty fourteen. It was just after Rory split with Wozniaki before that wedding. Larry came second that week, um, and I think he's been. He's he's had multiple top fives anyway
0: yeah i mean if you're going horses for courses larry's definitely a man you got to look at this week and um, he's had a break obviously because he he didn't make the top 13 the to fedex so he hasn't played in a couple of weeks but one thing i noticed from social media over the last couple of weeks is that he has been out playing golf uh so i don't think he's he's not resting on his laurels and just showing up at Wentworth this week he's, he's definitely still in the mindset of the golf seasons on and um, it's also you know it's also the first uh, Ryder Cup uh, points qualifying competition as well. And Larry constantly talks about wanting to be on the Ryder Cup team. So I'd say that would be a nice little motivation for him. Um, but yet, no, absolutely. Horse for courses, I think you could do a lot worse than the point a few quid on Larry this week. I mean, there's obviously, it is because it's one of those courses where, you know, you come back every year, you come back at the same time of year. So it's the same golf courses playing similar to the year before. You can kind of look at at, at previous year's form and, and take something out of that i mean you know mcelroy is the obvious one really i mean coming off coming off is huge it's been a couple of weeks ago and and having one at wentworth before but i i would love i would love to see i would love to see larry and or mcelroy um open contention on sunday for the reasons we mentioned earlier And i think sorry just to kind of pivot slightly back to the crowd issue like it'll be it'll be big crowds obviously for the four days because it's sold out but in my head this would be this would be more of a kind of golfer's crowd than say the open for example so i think it w- will be interesting to see the reception that some of these live guys get like obviously the open's gonna that's gonna gather huge crowds but it's gonna be a lot of casual golf fans who are just there for the day out like similar to you know going to a football game at wembley kind of thing whereas i think you know particularly tomorrow and friday if you're going to Wentworth, chances are you're you're big into your golf and and obviously, the the crowds in the UK and Ireland tend to be very knowledgeable anyway. So, I would be, I'd be interested. I'd, I'd be, I'd be looking at Sky Sports in the morning, kind of interested to see the kind of reception that some of the previous favorites like Westwood and Poulter will be getting. The only thing I will say about Poor El and Larrys is he's got to play with Justin Rose in the first two days. So, I mean, I, that's got to be that's got to be you know a handicap of four or five shots in itself. Having to listen to him. <laughs>
2: Cooper, who finds fancy this week? Um, <clears throat> it's it's an event that's kind of a um, throws up a surprise. I um, Billy Ho and um, Danny Willets, and kind of a few, few, a few surprises, I guess. Uh, but I I have a feeling that a previous winner is gonna is is gonna do it this week uh, in Terrell Hatton, um. That week he was he, he was fairly average, um, kind of off the tee and uh, and, and with his irons, but he was first scrambling and second around the green. So like he he just knows knows the knows the dance floor very well and Wentworth and he loves the place. So I, I'm thinking him at thirty to one is very good value, um, and I think Eddie Pepperell as well. Just keeping it to the kind of lads from around the track. Um, Pepperell obviously he's he's been a, a legend off the course in the in the fight against Live. Um, but he's also been playing some decent golf, and he's he loves it around here as well. Um, back in 2020, he was the, he was leading the strokes games approach. So he, he kind of he says himself he, he loves some of the hard shots off the tees. He loves the, it. It must just suit his eye um, around here. So I think eighty to one um, might be a bit overpriced for him. Um, but yeah, like the 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 bookies, the bookies are uh, are, are terrified of McRoy having him at just six to one and um, so i think that says it all really if he if he um if the fire is still lit after the the, the playoffs in the fedex fedex cup he uh he'll be very hard to beat
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah i think yeah, you, yeah. You, rory. sorry Con, go on
1: no i was gonna say just yeah rory i think i saw six to one i think john ram like eight or nine to one Um bookies terrible because i think if we're if we're looking at this event it's almost it's two-tiered as well like you've got these the usual heavy hitters like the big dogs like Rory and stuff. they're in in town this week and they're not in town on the week-to-week basis on the DP World Tour so I was looking at the likes of uh, Ryan Fox who's done very well this season but he's done very well this season when he's not playing against these big dogs so um I think it, it is it's it's kinda of hard to compare fields if you're looking at the, the depth and, and hence why I think the bookies are so afraid of the likes of, of Rory and Ram who rock in and just these guys are just on another level to the week to week DP World Tour players. But sorry Joe, yeah, who who are you fancying?
3: No, yeah, I was just gonna say, well, yeah, to your point there, I think I think it's thrown up the big names most of the last years, to be honest. Like as in if you look down through the last couple of years, you've obviously got like Hatton, uh, Horschel, who would be you know in that field a higher ranked player, and um, Naren, and then Rory a couple of years ago. But and Molinari, I think, uh, won it won it a few years back as well. But I think Rory just plays into his hands. Clear favorite, obviously, but it's it's going to be very soft conditions, and we saw at East Lake what Rory did to a soft course. So a couple of rain the first couple of days there, and um, so. The Heidi hits the ball. I think it's, you know, it's almost unfair on some of the other players, the, the advantage he has. So he's, he's you know, rightly so, the, the clear favorite. Um, an interesting one this week could be, like, Tommy Fleetwood. He's had a bit of time off um, the last few weeks. Uh, but before his break, he finished tied fourth at the Open and then tied fourth at the Scottish Open the week before. And he's kind of quietly coming back into form couple of years since his last win but we know we can get it done he'd, he'd be a hugely popular winner um in wentworth uh, this week so uh, I'd be I'd be delighted to see him win it. so he he could be I think his odds aren't great but um I think a decent chance decent chance this week
0: yeah I think it's it's. Hard. I don't know
1: why he's taking that time off
0: sorry go on, Dave. sorry I was gonna sorry I was just gonna say um well, sorry. The reason why Tommy Fleet was taking time off is because it's enforced time off because he didn't make the FedEx Cup, Um, so that does answer that question. Oh,
2: sorry. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, it, I think he did play. make the FedEx.
0: It is kind of diff. It is kind of difficult to find value in the field for the reasons you mentioned, Conor. But one that did stand out to me when I was looking earlier on is Victor Perez. He's he's back at 80s, um, and he's been playing well again recently. Won the Dutch Open. Um, a few weeks ago, which is kind of it's kind of odd to see someone who's been in the winner's circle, uh, so recently at a price like eighty one. But it is because he's playing in a far superior field now. So, I mean, very it's it's very difficult to to see past the likes of macro But I think if you're getting like ten places or something in each way bet on Perez, could be could be a decent shift. So you're not uh you're not mm. throwing the Mcroy this week, huh? I, I I I am gonna have a punt on Rory, yeah. I am uh, absolutely gonna uh, yeah. I mean he's only exactly, what is he six to one, eleven to two. But, yeah, uh, yeah
1: to I'm, th- I'm getting on that uh, three six five at six to one. Yeah, yeah two,
0: those, one of those, available. Like Joe's completely right. I mean it's 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 a soft golf course. I mean Rory McElroy is the soft golf course is what hookers are once. Like I mean he just he, he, <laughs> he just eats them up like, I mean <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. he... <laughs>
1: It's, it's so it's so it's
0: so hard to bet against them i mean it really is uh
1: it actually, it absolutely is the not not to bring him up again and I'm not bringing him up because we always bring him up but you and Ferguson has won twice this season and he came second last week by a shot uh he's up to eleven on the on the d p world tour um I think joe at 80 to one your boy ewan ferguson i i'm definitely going to stick um a couple of books on him at at 80 to one
3: yeah i'll definitely i'll 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 leave the phone you know on loud and the holiday can uh you know can wait a while if he if he calls um so yeah we'll 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 see um how he gets on like i i think i think in this field as i said earlier it's a new test from he he hasn't really been tested in a you know against these big boys um yet. Yeah, so I think it'll be it'll be quite interesting. But I think he I think he's made of the right stuff to to go and do it. So yeah, we'll see. So I genuinely think, as you said, Con as well, he's you know, he has a good chance for the Ryder Cup next year. Um definitely for this for this hero cup that they're playing next year. Um so yeah, I think. Good, good, bet. What is it? Each way, ten places. I think. I think he's definitely a. You could, you could do yeah, worse.
0: He'd, he'd be an absolute, he'd be an absolute shoe in for that hero, uh, for that hero cup. Mm-hmm. You know the, the new, the new sexy semi trophy. Um, but we don't know much about Ewan's match play skills because Joe wasn't good enough to get him into the the, the match play. <laughs> so it'll be a little bit of a an unknown, uh, unknown quantity at, at that event. I'd say
2: we're going to have to, uh, when we do get the leaderboards up and running between the four of us, week to week basis for the picks, we'll uh, we'll definitely have to have just a five reach way on and Ferguson every week just to see how that level's high profit mm. and loss by the end of the year. I'd say we'll be up about a million quid each. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you mentioned there, though, uh, Luke Donald's
1: first major action as Ryder Cup captain. He's reintroduced... Uh, uh, basically, the Seve Trophy, or what was the Seve Trophy years ago? It's what it's called a Hero Cup. Um, yeah, something I think like that. I mean, it's
0: it's, it's, a, it's a good idea, it's a good though. Idea. It absolutely. It absolutely is. I mean, it's it's not it's 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 not going to be anything like a Ryder Cup or even a Presidents Cup. I mean, it's literally a kind of a breeding ground for the likes of you and Ferguson to see how they'll do under pressure. And I think someone made the point the other day that it clashes with one of the elevated events on the PGA Tour, so the likes of. Rory and Ram won't be there. Well, I actually don't even have a problem with that because if you think back to the way the Seve, tro- Seve Trophy was 10, 15 years ago, it was always about kind of the, the up and coming players on door and get a few experienced head heads around them and, and see how they, you know, see how they cope in a team room. And I'm sure Donald would be very interested to, to look at like, more personality and characters and potential pairings. Like, I actually look back for. For the crack i look back at the the semi trophy that was a heritage i think uh i think it was faldo and monty were captains but like when you look back at at the two teams like they were there were nothing compared to there were nothing compared to what a rider cup team would have looked at looked like even then it was very much like uh, nick doherty simon dyson guys like this fernandez castanio you know guys that were like on the cusp of potentially making a team and seeing how they got on so i i don't have like any problem with it i mean it'll be It'll be something to keep an eye on in the in the dark mornings in january no doubt
2: yeah it's i'm i, I think uh javier balesteros Sevi's son tweeted a picture of it today and like I said sevi's trophy asterisk like when he after the press release like it's a bit disappointing that they didn't give a nod to sevy um obviously there's money involved and the fact that it's in abu dhabi is a little ridiculous i presume it's weather related or that's the excuse but it, like
0: yeah it definitely like, is I mean, yeah. it's, it's oh, definitely. Are they already over there? They're already over there. That time of year. Yeah. Oh, does it go? It lines with tour. Does it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, but Seveison wasn't. Or- wasn't too impressed.
1: Hmm, that's an interesting one. All right. Uh, but Joe, the speaking of team events, Trevor Emelman announced his team ahead of the President's Cup. We've got the likes of. Cam Smith not playing, Wacky Neiman not playing. Um, and then you have the likes of Louis Eustace who 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 weren't making the team but probably would have either made it had he not been playing and Live or been picked to play in it. Um they're playing the the Yanks in Quell Hollow now in a couple of weeks' time. You'd have to feel a little bit sorry for Trevor Immelman, have to feel a little bit sorry for the event of the that is the President's Cup unless somehow the international team could put up a fight against the galacticos of the americans
3: yeah i mean they're they're already up against it let's be fair they've i think it's 13 times it's been played 11 wins for the us one tie one win for the internationals so uh, the us team have lost dj Bryce and brooks and i think from the the writer cup last year harris english and um daniel berger through through injury but when you look at the players like the players you just mentioned the internationals have lost the you know the the core of their team it's um yeah it's it it'll be interesting i mean it could be over by you know halfway through the second day i think um with the with the now they might they might surprise us but i just think these guys, these US guys are, are so fearless. And every time the US come up with another team, you kind of think, oh, they've got a new crop. This will be them set for a while. And they just churn out more and more. Like Cam Young. We didn't know him at the Ryder Cup last year. And you know, he's obviously got the 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 nod for for this team. Couple of like a couple of good golfers, Si Kim, Cam Davis. Um chris uh Lee, who's a back-to-back winner on tour this year I, like a couple of guys who tom, tom kim tom kim yeah the, i was speaking, yeah talking about the guys got the picks but from the yeah from the okay. from the from the top guys yeah like scott obviously matsuyama what i did see a stat earlier um that the average ranking of the u.s players is 11.8 the best ranked international player is 16th so it's you know that's just kind of summarizes how much they're up against us, um. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I thought the you know the the international picks were you know it was always going to be a couple of question marks there. The US picks were were interesting, like the, a couple of the guys like Speed, Markawa, uh, Cam Young. The season he's had picked themselves. Salifoures obviously injury ruled out. He, shame he can't play. But Kevin Kisner got the. Got the final pick, but his match play record—I don't know if you've seen it. It's
2: he's a match play.
3: phenomenal, phenomenal. The 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 Dell match play, the you know the one event to play on tour every year. He's gotten to the final three of the last four years. With with the guys he's up against, it's it's just insane how how you could go and do it. that's high risk um, performing. And he's obviously he you know got the win, he beat Coacher a couple of years ago in it. So for him to be their weakest player is is kind of scary from an international point of view so it uh i'll definitely tune in for it it's going to be an interesting watch quail hollows a, a a golf course we we know well enough as well so
2: yeah Maxwell ask, uh, i think I, someone just asked if 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 the internationals asked you to be a part of the the um the president's cup team would you would you join He just said have you seen me play quail Hollow? <laughs> 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 he's obviously he loves that course yeah it is it's a major course it's a pj pga tour regular it's a, it's an amazing spot um yeah like it's i, I think i saw the same status you were talking about joe and there was another one on top of that the average strokes gained uh the u.s are 1.7 and the europeans are 1.09 so that like i know the world ranking points is 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 a massive gap and the strokes gain kind of average brings it brings it a little bit closer Um, but i think we said it last week one to five one to six on for the u.s team it it, it, it in it, on paper it should be it should be printed money, um, but anything can happen in match play, as we know, can, from our college days. Um, but no, I think with Kev Kisner getting in as the last man, the only kind of value I'd see on actually betting is thinking that Kevin Kisner is the worst American player and maybe getting value for him winning every match he plays.
0: Mm. It's
1: a good point, actually. Um, and Dave, I was disappointed to see your boy, uh, Foxy, didn't make the cut. For the internationals
0: i know i think he probably is a victim of just not playing at a high enough level unfortunately he's not uh, he's not in the mind's eye of the of the likes of well to be fair even the likes of trevor emilman who basically is based in america works on the tv networks and stuff so i'm not surprised to be honest and i think um i think it was pendrick was one of his picks that you know has a good record of quail hollows so he's probably just like literally trying to just get a Bit of a horses for courses vibe as well and just see what he can what he can muster up. I mean it is it is very disappointing. I feel I feel very bad for Trevor Emmanuel and he didn't sign up for this. Um I mean I kind of you know jokingly said last week he'd have to dust off the clubs himself. I mean I don't think he was too far from it um to be perfectly honest. But um yeah and like you know as you're saying like I mean Kisner's the, the worst player and he's a brilliant match player like you know Billy Horschel as well has got a phenomenal match play record. He's probably someone that wouldn't be on it. And even you could say that the only American on merit who isn't there because of Liv is Dustin Johnson. I mean, I don't think the Americans are weakened by the fact that Brooks Kepka, and DeChambeau aren't there. I mean, neither of those guys have had good years. I mean, deshambo's injured for most of it and Koepka has featured in nothing. like So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much as strong as America could be versus, like, you know, and an international team that's that's lacking a, a little bit to get excited about let's say
1: yeah you'd make the argument that a, an american b team would would probably be a, a better fit to play against the internationals not to be too insulting but it's just just the the way that the, the format has played out um outside of the massive event in wentworth leona and stephanie meadow are playing on the lpga tour so keep an eye on that as i said that season is concluding in a few weeks so i think Leona's going to make a big push now to to get towards the top of that season long standings um i think we're out of time lads we're up over the hour so we'll leave it there folks that's it for another week of unplayable we will catch you next time